Mindfulness Mode 263. When you put pen to paper and you're writing it and you're writing a hundred things that you like about yourself, you're actually creating new neural pathways. Welcome everybody. You're listening to Mindfulness Mode with me, your host and mindfulness life coach, Bruce Langford. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm feeling great this weekend. Yesterday was my monthly meetup. I have a meetup in London, Ontario, Canada called Pause Your Life. And I just want to thank you to all of you who came out to the meetup. We really have a good time. We spend a little bit of time meditating. Yesterday, the theme was journaling. We talked about the value of journaling and how it actually changes the way your brain works. It can be a a great transformation. And Speaking of transformation, last time I had a guest on who has undergone quite an amazing transformation and this always excites me when I talk to guests like this. He's an actor and now he's an artist. I'm not going to tell you the whole transformation piece because you're going to hear that in the interview, but I really enjoyed interviewing Clay. Clay has so much talent and so much passion about mindfulness. So I think you'll enjoy that if you go back and listen to the last episode, which is mindfulnessmode.com slash 262. Today, I'm interviewing a guest who's had some major challenges in life. And these happened a number of years ago. And now she talks about her transitions in her new book published by Hay House, Find out how to reprogram your brain on today's episode. How to literally change the neural pathways in your brain. Today's episode is terrific. I really think you'll enjoy it. I apologize that my voice was a bit husky on this interview. I was at the tail end of a cold. I'm perfectly fine now. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the wisdom and mindfulness of the amazing Mary Shores. Hey, Mindful Tribe. I'm really excited. I have a wonderful, talented author with me today who has a story that is just compelling. And so she's become amazingly talented at transformation. And I mean, I'm, I'm not going to tell you everything, but I'm so excited to have Mary Shores with me. Hey, Mary, are you in mindfulness mode today? I am certainly getting there. That's great. I want to share a little bit of a bio about Mary with with Mindful Tribe. And here it is. As an author, speaker, entrepreneur, and CEO, Mary Shores teaches individuals and businesses to fearlessly create their own realities. Yes, by using scientific methods and practical personal development. Well, Mary is the award-winning author of Conscious Communications, a groundbreaking personal development book published by Hay House and endorsed by best-selling authors. So we're going to be talking all about your book, all about the transformations that you can help people with. So let's start here, Mary. What does mindfulness mean to you? Mindfulness means to me that I really want to be very conscious about the choices that I'm making, the thoughts that I'm having, as well as what I'm generally allowing into my space and whether I am living in my authenticity or not. Right. 
And it's so important to live in authenticity. And there's a lot being said about that these days. But, you know, moving to that place where we're truly in our place of authenticity, I think is important. Now, in your book, you talk about cleanse and clog. And you even have a chart in there, cleanse and clog. Let's talk about that, Mary, because I think it's so powerful. Thank you. I love cleanse and clog. And I like to introduce it by saying this that we all have, you know, infinite possibilities available to us in life. And more specifically, we're familiar with the terminology that living up to your potential. And when we hear a phrase like infinite possibilities or living up to your potential, we always think of that as like the highest potential. And so what I'm meaning is that we associate positive outcomes with those words. But the reality is that I have the potential of becoming a best-selling author, but I also have the potential of never selling a book, right? Of so course. how do you how do you make your how do you go from possibilities to probabilities? And so a great question to think about is what is the difference between a possibility and a probability? And a possibility is just that, you know, it, it means anything is possible. But a probability means that by your choices and your actions, you are making that outcome more likely to appear in your life. And I think that there are a lot of spiritual teachers out there that talk about concepts such as get in alignment or be in the now. But I don't think that there's a lot of how to's, you know, how do you get in alignment or how do you make these choices that are going to connect you to your highest potential? And so, you know, I, one of my favorite movies is A Bronx Tale. And the uh, quote from A Bronx Tale that chokes me up every time is, the choices you make will shape your life forever. And that line is really something that inspired Cleanser Clog. The choices you make will shape your life forever. And Cleanser Clog simply means um, I'm going to just demonstrate it because that's the best thing I can do to, demonst- to to explain it. If I am on a diet and I want to lose 20 pounds and all I need to do is every time I look at a piece of food, um, I just need to ask myself, will this cleanse me or will this clog me? And if the answer is cleanse, um, I you know, know that I can feel good about that choice. But if the answer is clog, then I really need to keep those clogging choices down to about 20%. So as long as I'm making cleansing choices 80% of the time, I'm, I'm making my goal of losing 20 pounds a more probable outcome for myself. Okay, so I got to thinking about this. And what I realized is that cleanser clog is applicable in every area of life. Because in your personal relationships, in your, in your relationship, like, for example, with your wife, um, everything you say, everything you do, every action you take, every word you speak is either cleansing your relationship or clogging it. And again, if you can be in that 80% cleanse category, then your relationship will be solid. And the same is true for your finances, for your career for your personal development, for your self-care, you know, just anything in life. If you can understand how to use cleanser clog, your life will change drastically 
in a short period of time, like 45 days. So a lot of people who have been using Cleanser Clog are coming back to me telling me it's just blowing their mind at how much it has pivoted their choices. Wow. And in 45 days, that is really fast. And, you know, looking over this chart, you know, some things like helping others out in kindness and connection compared to expressing negative self-talk. And it's really true. If you just ask yourself that question, cleanse or clog, which am I going to do? Then it can really change your direction pretty fast. And speaking of direction, it sounds like you had, you've had some real challenges in your life from when you were young, you, you were unwanted. Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. So I think that, um, it's very important when you're put in a position to write a book that you really need to show where you came from right. and um, something that some early feedback that I've been getting from the book because it was just released on August 22nd is mm -hmm. people are coming to me and they're saying, you know, you were really brave to share the things that you did. And yes. um, in my childhood, I definitely dealt with some issues of abandonment with right. my mom and, um, the way that this abandonment issue has affected me throughout my life and people are really amazed to hear the things that I've been able to accomplish when they understand the things that I've been through. And I've come to understand through all of my own transformational work is that the most powerful part of your story is in moving on. The moment where you move on, and not just move on, but you understand the power, the resilience, the strength, the determination that you have gained because of the situations that you've been in. Right. And you've been in some situations that you really shared in such a vulnerable way. Let's talk about vulnerability, how important it is to not only be vulnerable, but like you say, be vulnerable, but be able to leave it behind is kind of an additional skill. When you're only 20 years old, yet another challenge. And obviously you've moved through that as well. So I think that, um, what uh, we're talking about here is when I was 19 years old, I gave birth to a daughter. Her name uh, was Haley, and she suffered and she suffered through about five minutes lack of oxygen during the birthing process, and she had significant, profound brain damage. And I'm talking about the kind of brain damage that um, she was blind and deaf. She had, she did not have any um, human instincts, so she couldn't suck a bottle because that's actually a reflex or an instinct. Mm -hmm. And um, so she had to be fed through a gastronomy tube. She, we, we really, during that time in our lives, lived in the children's hospitals and slept like on the emergency room floor. And I, I saw a lot of things in the children's hospital that you just can never unsee. Car accidents, cancer patients, burn victims. Um, and your level of compassion when it happens to a child, it's just, um, it's, it's a hard thing to put into words. And so my daughter was in this situation and I was in this situation with her and she lived to be about a year and a half. And for a little while after that, my life really spiraled, spiraled out of control. But while she was alive, I was really obsessed in learning about the brain 
And so again, you know, here, this thing that I went through with Haley 25 years later has become a foundation of a lot of what's in this book because she was the beginning of my obsessive nature to want to understand how the brain functions. Very interesting. And you've included in the book exercises. I know there's an exercise, a quick way to help you begin to discover your barrier beliefs. And so many of us have barriers. We think we know what we want in life. Many of us do, but then it turns out when we get closer to achieving them, that that wasn't actually what we wanted at all. And so you you work us through some exercises. Can you talk about how you got to the point where in your own life you were able to to uh, move forward to the point you could achieve these exercises for others? Well, you know, my superpower is really in writing these workbooks, writing processes that help um, change your life. And so there is a lot of coaching exercises at the end of each chapter, but there's also some throughout the entire book and all of the exercises are based on changing your internal programming, every single one of them. I mean, even cleanse and clog will help you to reshape your, your thinking, which is really what this, this is about. So, um, you know, like for example, one of the exercises is for you to write a list of a hundred things that you like about yourself. And I really tell the story about how that simple activity changed my life and it still continues to change my life today. And maybe something as simple as writing a list of a hundred things doesn't sound very groundbreaking, but what you're actually doing is as you're doing this repetitive motion, when you put pen, I'm holding a pen, when you put pen to paper and you're writing it and you're writing a hundred things that you like about yourself, you're actually creating new neural pathways. And so what a neural pathway is, or this is where our beliefs come into play. And in the, in the book, I give the example of the many, many years I had wanted to write a book, but I was mm -hmm. saying that I'm not a writer. Okay. And so the words, I'm not a writer, are like a mirror to my subconscious mind, which means that that is, a, that is how I uncovered that belief about myself, that deep down inside, I didn't really believe that I was capable of writing a book. And so because of that, it was really holding me back. So I needed to rewrite that belief in order to be able to achieve this book. And that's exactly what I did. So the book really teaches you step-by-step step how to overcome those barrier beliefs. Wow, that's so, so powerful and so helpful for so many readers. So that is really wonderful. Now, we haven't talked about meditation. You talked about changing neural pathways, and scientists have, have shown that meditation can change neural pathways. What does meditation look like in your life, Mary? Well... Uh, meditation, I'm going to agree with you. Meditation is very, very important. And in chapter three of my book, the exercise is called the Zen 10. And um, I actually outline a lot of things, other ways that the um, meditation is helpful. Like, for example, it increases DHEA in the body and it increases a lot of the happy hormones. It actually makes you healthier when you meditate. So for me, meditation is a challenge because I am a CEO and I always am in go mode. 
And so what I find is that my meditation practice really needs to be coupled with something that gets me alone. So maybe even if I just drive away somewhere or I used to go lay in this light bed, it's not a tanning bed, but I would go and lay in this light bed for 20 minutes and I could be, you know, undisturbed. Mm -hmm. So, or getting up early in the morning. Um, A lot of times I actually go on meditation retreats. So that way I know I can just be undisturbed. Wow. And do you go on 10 day meditation retreats where you don't speak for 10 days? Vipassana retreats? I have not done that. I I, I think my mind might explode. (laughs) Yeah, I was I was curious whether you had done that kind of thing. Well, I've worked in bullying prevention for some time, and I always like to ask a question about this. Have you a story about bullying of any kind, either as a child or in business, where mindfulness would have made a difference? I do. I have a son who is on the autism spectrum, and um, he has spent he has suffered from being the, being bullied, um, especially in elementary school and in, um, and in middle school. Mm -hmm. And my story about this is that my other son, so I, my, my son that I'm talking about, he's 17. My other son is 16 and these two bully each other. It never stops. (laughs) Um, but when my younger son went to a global youth, youth leadership summit, where they really explored how their actions affect other people. When he came home, he really applied mindfulness in how he spoke to his brother. And he was able to see in a much more empathic way that what the effects of um, how he talks to his brother and how other people talk to their brother or talk, you know, talk to his brother. But also, you know, from the person who's being bullied, if maybe they can learn too that sometimes the reason why they're being bullied or if they can understand like what they can do to change it or be mindful of anything that they might be doing that is inviting that kind of behavior. So like my son was not innocent. I mean, he was doing things that were inviting him to be bullied. Mm -hmm. So it's this yin and yang relationship. Right. Right. Well, in your book, you talk about the heart of words that work. And I think that's, that's the thing. If we start to think about what the actual words are that we're using in our life and words that are kind and words that are helpful, that can make a few, that can really make a big difference. That's chapter eight. Can you comment on that? I can. So the, that is really one of the, the entire reason that I wrote the book because, um, I, I came to I came to this realization um, by I watched this video and it was a rabbi that was teaching a Hebrew class and he was um, talking about the Hebrew alphabet. And when I got 29 minutes into the video, he said something that I'll never forget. He said the, there's a word in the English language that we all know, which is the word that the, the magician uses when he pulls the rabbit out of the hat. And that word is abracadabra. And what he said was that that is an ancient Aramaic word that means, and I cannot speak it the way he did because he was beautifully rolling his R's and his H's. But he said, it means abara, I will create, kadabra, as I speak. 
I will create as I speak. And I know from my years and years of studying this, that the reason that that is true, because every word we speak is creating neural networks in our brain. So if I say I am not a writer, I am essentially creating a world that I will never write in. And if I say I am a writer, then I am creating that also to be true. I will create as I speak. And the words that we say in life are going to cleanse us or clog us. Wow. Well, I, as we move toward the end of our interview, I want to ask you five quick answer questions. So we'll just zoom right through these. The first one, Mary, is this. Who is one person who has influenced mindfulness in your life? Um, well, as we know, Louise Hay recently passed, and yes. um, it just so happens that she's my publisher. She's also my largest mentor in life, and I have to choose her as my one person. I've been on women's retreat with her before. Um, she has made a global impact, and when I even think about her ripple effect, I can't even quantify it. Incredible so, woman. Incredible, yeah. Yeah. How has mindfulness affected your emotions? I think it really connects me to my emotions and it allows me to see especially my triggers. Tell us how breathing is part of your mindfulness, Mary. Well, I've been on breathing retreat and I can tell you that um, breathing has been very powerful. One tidbit I'll share is after I went to a breathing retreat once, um, the dreams I started having after that were just out of this world. So definitely supplying oxygen to your brain is uh, beneficial. <laughs> your book is wonderful, but I wonder if you could recommend any other books related to mindfulness. Related to mindfulness? Hmm. Well, I love to read and um, I haven't actually, let's see. So I'm going to say... The Presence Process. I think it's by Michael Brown. Okay. And I'll put all of this into our show notes at mindfulnessmode.com as well. Can you share an app which works for you to help you be more mindful or maybe people that you know? Well, I use, um, I have a lot of guided meditations saved on just my, my regular like Amazon Music Mm -hmm. So I like to do that. I like to, um, we were talking earlier, but I, I like to use the binaural beats um, technology that is right. from the company called uh, the Monroe Institute or also known as HemiSync. So I like right. to use that a lot. Right. Okay. Well, thank you for those uh, quick answer questions. It's been so exciting to talk with you. And I just want to ask you, what was it that prompted you that got you to that very point where you're like, yes, this book is going to happen. I'm going to make it happen. And then it actually unfolded. That was attending the 2015 um, Hay House Writers Workshop. Oh. And I definitely want to, I definitely want to share with any of your listeners and, um, you know, Bruce, I know that we've already sent you links, but if there's time, I'd like to, I'll send you this link as well. Of course. The Hay House Writers Workshop changed my life. The next one is coming up October 21st and 22nd in Orlando. And I would love for anyone else who really feels in their heart that they have a book to write to please come to that workshop. I instantly changed my belief and I left that workshop knowing that I was going to publish my book no matter what. 
And the magical thing about this particular workshop is that everyone that attends gets a chance to pitch a proposal to Hay House and they'll choose one person to get a book deal. And I was that one person. And um, now my dream has come true. <laughs> and and you've answered the other question that I've been thinking. How do you get a publishing deal with, with Hay House? You know, because that must be challenging. And so you've explained that. Thank you so much. So it, it must have been wonderful attending that retreat and meeting other like-minded people who wanted to write as well. It was, it was really life-changing, yes. So Mary, how can we contact you and learn more about what you do? The best way to contact me is on any social media under the name Mary Shores, M-A-R-Y-S-H-O-R-E-S. And if you'd like to purchase my book, it's available on Amazon.com under the name Conscious Communications, that's plural with an S, by Mary Shores, published by Hay House. And um, I do believe that we are also offering a free companion guide for that for that book right now. That's right. Yes. And I'll put the link for that free companion guide as well in there. And thank you so much for sending me that book in advance because I've really found it valuable. It's a wonderful book. It shows your wisdom. You've shared your experiences. You've been vulnerable. And I know that this is going to be a very popular book with, with the readers. So thanks again for joining us here, Mary. Thank you so much, Bruce. Okay. Bye now. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on Mindfulness Mode. For insightful blog articles and show notes for every episode, check out mindfulnessmode.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you could help us out by clicking on the iTunes link on our website and leave a rating and review. Till next time, Mindful Tribe, use what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.